When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. So Vegas and San Jose coming up in an hour. Golden Knights up 2-1 in the series. Lightning still leading the Bruins 3-1. That is now through 40 minutes. The series tied 1-1. Blue Jays lost this afternoon 4-0 to Minnesota. Game 4 of the Doyle Cup just getting underway in Spruce Grove. The Saints down 3-0 in the series to the Wenatchee Wild. The Wild need one more win to advance to the Royal Bank Cup. That is the National Junior A Championship. My name is Reed Wilkins, and the first time I met our next guest, he was on the way to doing play-by-play for a team that won the RBC Cup. I believe in their home rink. Was it not, Dan O'Toole? That's right. The Fort McMurray Oil Barons hosted in 2000, and uh, they won it on their home ice. Yeah, I called it Doyle Cup. They were playing, uh, we were playing Chilliwack. Chilliwack, great little old barn that we, uh, we went to. Now, who was better, Chilliwack the team that year or Chilliwack the band? Uh, you know what? I can't name a single Chilliwack song. I feel bad. <laughs> Can you? Uh, what you gonna do? Was it that theirs? What? Uh, yeah. Kellen, All right. Kellen will play that later on in the show. He's he's going over. Hey, can I bring up something though? While I was waiting on hold and Thomas was doing the news, his voice was rattling my vehicle. How is he not doing uh, movie trailers? He's also he also has a cold right now. That's not even his full voice. Oh my. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't let him near my woman. <laughs> that voice. Uh, Thomas, are you there right now? I'm trying to look over the newsroom. I think he's actually working, so he's not paying attention to Inside oh. Sports. Otherwise, <laughs> we, could, we could get him just to talk to you. Maybe we could. I, maybe I could get Thomas to record you some audio books and send you the tapes. <laughs> he should have recorded Jay's audio book. It would have been better than listening to Jay for however long it takes to listen to an audio book. That's a good question. And of course, uh, for the 1% of the people listening who might not know you, it is Dan O'Toole from TSN, uh, SC with uh, Jay and Dan on 10 p.m. Mountain Time every night on uh, TSN. Uh, And then all morning on TSN 4, I believe. How many channels does TSN have now, by the way? Like 8, 18? We've got five. We've got five. When Jay and I left, we had two. And you come back and there's five. Yeah, and the same things on all of them, except TSN2. No one knows what's on that channel. Right, right. They got all these channels. It's still all the same programming. So <laughs> it makes no sense. How many, so so on right, who's been on the show several times, obviously, uh, has a couple of these crazy books, uh, Anchor Boy and Number Two. It, it didn't, like, how many authors do their own audio book? And it, like, is that the height of hubris or what? 
Yeah, Norm McDonald does his. I know that. I've never listened to an audio book in my life, so I can't even tell. Have you ever listened to one? <laughs> I actually haven't. So maybe the maybe it's standard for the authors to do their own books. I don't know. Maybe it's just to appease their egos, and then they just the only ones who listen to them are the authors. <laughs> That's right. They just go back and listen to the audiobook over and over again. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Uh, before Thomas's voice, what the heck were we talking about? Is, is, uh, is Thomas ready to talk we yet? Talking about we're talking about Chilliwack. We're talking about Chilliwack. <laughs> anyway, how's how's life back in Toronto? Let's just start there. You've been back almost a it's year great. now. Well, I recently saw you. You uh, came and did a big tour of Southern Ontario. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, or Central, whatever the hell we are. Um, and the day I left you, I was taking my girls to the Blue Jays game. Yeah. And what an experience. So the Rangers were in town, the Texas Rangers. Uh, former uh, broadcast partner, C.J. Nitkowski, former major leaguer. Uh, he played for Tigers, uh, Yankees, played for the Rangers. Um, yeah, so he was he uh, he was everywhere. He played for like 10, 11 years. He does color commentary for the Rangers, sent me a message, said, you want to come to the game? I said, sure, can you get tickets? He said, however many you want. And then he sent an email three hours before game time. That's when I was with you. He said, do you want to watch batting practice? I said, uh, yes. So um, my daughters and I went down on the field. Um, they each got a batting practice ball that's all scuffed up. Um, this uh, this number 13 for the Rangers, Joey Gallo, was in the cage, and he was just destroying baseballs. Monster of a human. This uh, lady who, uh, who, who knew some of the Rangers and Jays said, you should get him. He's the nicest guy. Uh, he'll sign your baseballs. And I'm like, are you allowed? Because I don't – you know what it's like in the media. You aren't supposed to ask. Yeah. But there's a cordoned off section in behind uh, home plate there during batting practice, and you're allowed to if you're down there. So – we uh, borrowed a pen from a security guard, and they got uh, Joey Gallo to come over and sign their baseballs and take a picture, and now he's their favorite player. Wow, that's awesome. And didn't the Rangers win the game you were at? Uh, the Rangers did, thanks to a four-run first inning, highlighted by a Joey Gallo home run. That's incredible. That's like a dream come Which, true. I'm pretty sure he told my girls, I'll hit a home run in the first inning for you. I'm pretty sure I heard that. <laughs> and that's what the story the story's eventually going to turn into that. Now, let me ask you this, Dan, because you grew up, uh, I mean, you've had a varied career, and, you know, some some broadcasters don't move around that much, but I mean, so you were, you, you grew up in Peterborough, you were in Fort Mac, and then you were in Vancouver, right? Yep, and obviously you, you worked in L.A., and now you're, you know, now you're back in the, in the GTA. Is going to a Blue Jays game, is that still... Uh, like a big deal to you, or are you sitting there thinking like, "Well, I sooner would have gone to the Leafs game six or like, where, where, where's the Blue Jays' experience in in uh, in your ranking now? The Blue Jays are the one team that I've stuck with my entire life. The really? one team I I care about. The one team that I I fell in love with. The 1985 Blue Jays, still my favorite Jays team. I remember sneaking out of. Um, my brother's graduation to listen to Jay's games on the radio. I was that into it. Um, and yeah, it, it was a, it was a team that they compiled. I actually talked to Dan Schulman about this. He came on our podcast once and I said, I think that was the greatest Jay's team of all time. Of course we had two world series winning teams in 92, 93, 
but he agreed with me that the 85 Jays were the best team because it was all homegrown talent. It was all from they, they, they brought that talent up from the minors and they collected it. It wasn't a purchased team. So that's why I love that ragtag bunch. And I, uh, I still have a, a Garth Orge game used bat. He was my favorite Jay. I met him that year. I went to one of those events. Um, like my kids got to experience. It was an autograph session after the game in Exhibition Stadium. Dave Steve was there. You go in behind the table, get your picture taken, and Garth Orge was there. So I just thought that it was the coolest moment. <laughs> Steve didn't really care, but Garth was into it. So that's why I like Garth. That that is uh, that is amazing. What what an what an experience. And yeah, the 1985 Blue Jays. I don't even need to look this up. Won 99 games. That is the best regular season ever by a Blue Jays team. But obviously, you like, like you said, they didn't See, win I, the World I, Series. And I've gone to I've gone to at least a hundred Blue Jays games. I've never got a foul ball. Never been on the field for batting practice. The last game my daughters and I went to, my daughter Sydney, there's a foul ball hit a section over from us. Everyone's scurrying, looking under their seats, trying to see. I'm like, well, I guess it's rolling our way. I'm holding Ruby. She's eating ice cream out of a helmet. Um, so I'm like, I better not drop this kid or this Sunday. I said, oh, I guess. I guess we came close. I turn around. Sydney's holding the ball. So I'm, I'm like, Sydney, you now have a batting practice ball that's signed and a foul ball that you didn't get handed that you got. I got nothing. <laughs> I've been to all these games. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, Dan O'Toole from TSN joining us on Inside Sports. Hey, someone's texting you to the text line at 630, 630. He uh, asks fan Glenny who's uh, getting ready for training camp in the preseason, says, I love Dan's view on team switching jerseys, but it should be yearly. The first year the home team wears dark colors. The next year the home team wears light colors. And uh, Glenny also says, I love your show. Oh, thank you, Glenny. Um, yeah, so if, uh, just to, to catch up anyone to, to tell them what the Glenny's talking about, I liked when you used to wear your home whites. That's why the whiteout happens in Winnipeg, because the Jets wore white jerseys on home ice. Now it makes no sense, because they, they aren't matching their, their team. They're matching the opposition. Or right. actually, with the Preds, they aren't. With the Preds, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like the, the thought of switching it up halfway through the season, or doing it for a full season, or like Glenny said, alternate seasons, but... Your home fans never get to see the white jerseys. Well, and they used to do that, again, to loop it back to the AJHL. They did that in the AJHL. They would switch after the All-Star break a few years when I was covering the league. The home teams would wear dark at home. I like that. And you know why, supposedly, they stopped wearing the home whites? It was almost mandatory before, and I was told by uh, someone who worked for, like, the Habs way back when. He was... Uh, Dr. Ken Nickerson, he was the team doctor back in, like, the 50s. And he was my color commentator on Fort McMurray Oil Barons <laughs> broadcast. Um, so he said they had to wear home whites because the whites were so hard to wash and you couldn't always get, like, a good washing machine on the road. So that's why you bring the, the, uh, the darker jerseys on the road because of washing them. Wow, I didn't. I'd never heard that before. So that that's originally why they switched to the home whites in like the late '60s, early '70s, whenever it was. It's incredible. Well, that's, yeah, 
That's supposedly, again, this is coming from Dr. Ken Nickerson. I don't even know if he was on the team as a doctor. Because I never saw any writing or anything. I never saw any pictures of him around any halves. I just took his word for it. That's great. He's, well, a we'll, great, he's a great man. He was a great man. We'll just pass that around as an urban legend. Uh, Dan, I, I know you got your own show to get ready for, so I will close with this. Uh, you're obviously on at uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Time tonight on uh, most of the five TSN stations, maybe even all of them. Uh, so what's what's the lead story tonight? Will it be Lightning Bruins highlights, Golden Knight Sharks highlights, or maybe a sit-down interview with Drake melting off to Perkins? Uh, it will definitely be the the early game highlights, because unless something wild happens in the late game. Because the problem with that late game is it's still going on when we do our show. So we have to wait at the end of the show to, to put the full highlight pack in there. So we always run into that problem. So for uh, for show purposes, it'll be the Tampa game. Yeah. And um, I'm so sick of this Drake stuff. Like, it's just, it's annoying. Like him always yapping at the players, just, just sit there and be a fan. I know you want to be super fan, but come on, Drake. Like, what happens if so one night a visiting player just clocks him? Is that a foul for punching a fan? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And is, is Drake paying for those seats, or is he getting them for free? Well, I, we should ask him. See, have him on and ask him. Yeah, I assume he could and afford it. I was told it. tonight on our, uh, our show conference call, so we have a conference call at 5.30 every day to discuss what's coming up in the show, and supposedly we have a partnership with Drake and his new restaurant, the six or something. So I asked producer Jim, seriously, I said, so can I just go in there and put stuff on the TSN tab? So we're in partnership with Drake. I didn't even know this. Where's this restaurant? It is um, two, three blocks from um, Air Canada Center. Oh, so it's right down. <laughs> I, I did not know that Drake yeah. was opening a restaurant. Well, I think you oh, got to try that. One. He's got a, his other restaurant in Toronto is named after Harvey's uh, greatest ever menu item, Frings. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I think you got to try for yeah. the TSN special. It's like, do you know who I'm with? No, I'm not even going to say that. I'll say, uh, TSN tab, thank you. Yeah, and they'll say, sorry, Mr. Cuthbert, that ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, put it on Rod Black's tab then. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dan, this was a blast. we got to do this again, and it was great seeing you last week. Thanks for sharing those stories about the Blue Jays, buddy. Have a great show tonight. Say hi to Jay. Yeah, Reed, next time, why don't you why don't you live a little and have more than half a beer? I don't want to split a beer with you next time. That's true. I did split half a beer in the afternoon because <laughs> the evenings were pretty beer heavy. But I won't I won't I, I let said, you down next time. I was thinking, what is are we seventeen? <laughs> well I I was my IQ might have been down to seventeen after some of the beverages I had. But that's that's and a, a, and a an adult man in I'm in my 40s. I don't know what you're in, but an adult man said, "Do you want to split a beer?" <laughs> well, they were the okay. larger beers. They were the tall ones, <laughs> so we still almost had full Alberta beers. I don't know. I'm just making excuses. But trust me, if you would have seen me the rest of the week, you wouldn't have thought I was skimping on the beverages. Uh, Dad, we'll talk Perfect. to you soon. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> that is Dad O'Toole. Check it. I think I cut him off. That is Dad O'Toole from TSA checking in on uh, Inside Sports tonight. Fun guy. It was good to see him last week for sure. Three-one Tampa Bay leading Boston. Four and a half minutes into the third.
You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Name another Chilliwack song. My girl, Gone, Gone, Gone. Oh, right. Okay, like name a third hit. one. Uh, I can't do that. Can't do that. Okay, well, oh, two's no, not Fly bad. at Night. What? Fly at Night. Oh, I don't know if I remember that one. I'll have to play that one later. I'll have to play that one yeah. later on. It's all it's all Chilliwack all the time now on Inside Sports. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Had Dan O'Toole on the show, and uh, that was a true story. He, I, I was uh, staying with Onright, and uh, O'Toole comes over in the afternoon before the Blue Jays game and uh, says, do you want to read Let's Have a Beer? And I said, well, why don't we split a beer? Because I was ra- I had to control my uh, intake because there were definitely times uh, being off work and hanging out with family and friends where there was really no need to limit myself but I decided sometimes, okay, I maybe shouldn't, you know, have something before a, a certain time of day. So that's how I tried to compromise with Dan. You know, the tall boys are like, what are they, 573 milliliters? Yeah. So Give I thought, take. well, we're all, you know, almost full beer each. But Dan wasn't impressed with my beer rationing. How's the craft beer scene in Toronto? Is it pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, look... I was staying at people's houses. They bought the beer. <laughs> so, I mean, really, I was I was just getting whatever was uh, put in front of me most times. I had some good beers. I had some okay beers. It was it was it was fine. I went I, this here's an interesting little side story. So, uh I went out with Jay one night and he said we're going to go to this little cocktail bar in my neighborhood that I want to try. So, I said, "Okay, that's fine." So I don't, I don't, I don't drink a lot of cocktails. Uh, I mean, generally, if I have a beverage, it is a beer. Uh, so we go into this cocktail place and we sit at the bar. And the the bartender was a probably it was a woman, probably around you know thirty, late twenties, early thirties. And uh, she says, "Okay, well, you're here to try a cocktail." And we were like, "Yeah, yeah. What do you have?" And she says, "Well, we don't have a menu." But tell me what flavors you like, and I'll make you a cocktail. So you kind of you kind of throw out some ideas, and she says, "Okay, I'll put this, this, and this. It's called this. And that'll be your cocktail." So that was an interesting way to order. And it was good. It was good. And then we then we each had old fashions, and this was a little awkward. It was in a small glass, not a very wide glass, with a gigantic ice cube one-piece ice cube that stuck up above the rim of the glass. Mm-hmm. And when you drank, it was, like the nice, the ice cube hit against the edge of your nose. So it was actually yeah. difficult to drink the beverage. You know this? Oh, I know this. This has happened to you? I know this very well. That has never happened to me before. As, as recent as two weeks ago, I know of this. So. Now, where did that happen to you, dare I ask? Uh, actually, yeah, that's the dry opening at the new Halley's restaurant over in West Edmonton Mall. You had an awkwardly sized ice cube. Yes. Kept well, it's better to have awkwardly sized other things, I guess. I had several awkwardly sized <laughs> ice cubes that night. We're coming back with Sean White. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad.
Chilliwack. Little more Chilliwack. Great guitar work on the song. Outstanding. And we're going to have one more Chilliwack song before the end of the show. We'll close the show off tonight with My Girl Gone Gone Gone. We're closing it off. I love how you plan the music, Kellen. Thanks, man. Very thoughtful of you. 3-1, Lightning leading the Bruins. Six and a half minutes left. Series is tied 1-1. Golden Knights and Sharks at the top of the hour. Spruce Grove Saints taking on the Wenatchee Wild in Spruce Grove. Game four of the Doyle Cup Series. It is 3-1 for the Saints. Uh, Late in the first period. So the Saints have to win to prolong that series. Bonacci up three games to nothing. A berth in the World Bank Cup is on the line. Blue Jays lost this afternoon 4 nothing to Minnesota. Washington's Tom Wilson, three-game suspension for that hit on the Penguins' Zach Aston Reese last night. The Eskimos making a trade with Hamilton today. Edmonton giving Hamilton the 6th and 37th overall picks in tomorrow's CFL draft. The Eskimos get the 10th and 20th overall picks. Also, the first overall pick, uh, Hamilton gets first overall from Montreal. Uh, Pretty big trade there. Lots of parts involved, but uh, basically Montreal moves up to first. Hamilton uh, decides, or pardon me, Hamilton moves up to first. Montreal giving up that pick. All right. Ryan King will deliver it to O'Brien. The ball is pinned. The kick is up. And the Eskimos have won the football game. And the man who made that kick, a game winner back in week one last season against the BC Lions, Eskimos kicker Sean White checking in now. Sean, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. And I introduced you tonight not only as kicker for the Edmonton Eskimos, but owner of one of the most famous dogs in the city of Edmonton. And uh, <laughs> that, of course, would be Tucker. Now, how in the world did, yeah. did Tucker, a, a wonderful dog, uh, how in the world did he land a photo shoot with Avenue Magazine, yet no one wanted to take your picture for the same publication, Sean? What's going on? I, I know, I know, right? It's starting to get me a little rattled. But he gets more uh, publicity than I do. But, uh, you know, uh, I think Avenue uh, Magazine, will, and people talk about Tucker all a lot, so Avenue Magazine reached out to the Eskimos and, when the Eskimos reached out to me, they said, hey, do you want to do a photo shoot for Avenue Magazine? I kind of laughed. I'm like, you don't want me to take the photo shoot, right? They're like, oh, no, we want Tucker. <laughs> of course not you. So, uh, you know, but he's a, I knew he would have fun with it. He loves people and hanging out and having a good time. So I took him to the photo shoot, and he had a, he had a great time with it. And if you saw the picture, you could see how happy he really is in there. So it's pretty cool. Now, he's how, a famous dog now. How long have you had Tucker and uh, let people know if they haven't seen the pictures, uh, uh, how old he is and what kind of a dog he is? Uh, he is, I heard the mom was a German Shepherd Labrador Retriever that uh, they, they bred with a pit bull. So he's a good mix of German Shepherd Lab and pit bull. And uh, he acts more shepherd, but he looks like a, like a pit bull. So I, I got him uh, at six weeks old. Uh, my friend of mine, he's, she's a undercover cop in Habimi Indian Reserve for the RCMP, and they found him about six weeks old wandering the dirt road there in the, in the reserve. And when they picked him up, they saw the mom was dead in the ditch, and they knew the family had neglected the, that family. They knew where he came from, so they didn't bring him back. And uh, so they asked me if I wanted him. At the time, I was staying at uh, David Beard's parents' apartment fully furnished it wasn't my stuff so i didn't want it to, to ruin that place so i had to move out of that place and get a new place with 
Ryan Claire now. I'm in his basement seat, so the dog has a yard. So it's a pretty crazy story about how I got him. It's super fast, and I never expected to have a dog, but he's changed my life for the good. Well, that's awesome. Uh, dogs are such incredible animals, so good for you. And, and even beyond Avenue Magazine, I mean, he's a bit of an Instagram star already, wasn't he? Yeah, well, uh, again, uh, you don't want to have a picture of me out there, so I thought we'd better take pictures of him. So uh, he's more photogenic than I am. So uh, uh, yeah, my Instagram has pretty much turned into him because uh, you know every day I'm with him, every day we go to the park, and he's, he's always doing something funny. And again, he looks good when you, when you take a picture of him. So he's uh, people just have grown to like him. I've I've had some people say he should start his own Instagram feed, but. Uh, I'm just too lazy for that. Maybe one day. We'll see how big it gets. <laughs> Sean White joining us, kicker for the Edmonton Eskimos. Look, Sean, uh, you know, a lot of athletes want to be free agents. Sometimes that can be a, a time in their career where they can uh, cash in or maybe pursue living where they want to live and play. But uh, you didn't go to free agency this offseason. You decided to lock her up with the Eskimos for three more years. How come? Uh, well, it's, I think you can look at my numbers since I've been here, and uh, it's close to home for me, and just, it's everything. It's the coaches. Uh, they treat me so good. Um, there's no pressure whatsoever. I'm going out there, no fear of missing whatsoever, and I'm having a good time. I love the locker room, and the people of the city have been, they welcome me with open arms since I've been here, and they've just been so supportive, and uh, I, I think this is the best place to play in the CFL, and I love it, so... Uh, um, this off season, going into conver- or going to talks with uh, with Brock and everything, I was kind of worried he, him being a new GM and not knowing much about me. And uh, but uh, when I got hurt, especially, I was worried about my job. But he said, "Let's make this clear right now." He's like, "You're my kicker. As long as I'm here, you're my kicker." So he uh, he's been unreal with me. And uh, I said to my agent, "Let's just make this quick and easy, so Brock doesn't have to worry about this." And uh, you know, I got paid what I wanted to get paid, and he didn't argue with it. He agreed, and it was done. And uh, I wanted a long term here so I could figure out where I'm living and uh, be settled for once. I, I used to play in Montreal and move back and forth from Montreal to home. It was just a pain in the butt, and I'm 32 now, and, you know, I'd like to start a life of my own. I can't do that moving back and forth. So, uh, And been in Edmonton, everything has been going great. Off season was awesome, played a lot of hockey. I curled a lot. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. You get the winter sports that I don't have in BC, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I, I want to ask you about that aspect too, but but just to kind of wrap up the kicking aspect to it. No, I, I believe, and I know training camp is still coming up, but but I think you're gonna kick uh, field goals and uh, converts, and, and Hugh O'Neill's here, and it looks like he's gonna handle the other jobs. Now, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because we still got to go through camp, but that's kind of how it finished up last year. Like, is that is that the ideal situation for you? Or, or like, do you want to punt, or is, is this good the way it is? Um, it's it's great the way it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm no spring chicken anymore. You know, I got to – I'm uh, – it, it was a lot to do all three jobs, and uh, I could do it, no problem, but the coaches have to ease up during practice. So it could tur- – it could – I don't know. You got There's some give and take there, and I think it's better for mine and Hugh's career that I just stay at field goals and he stays as a punter because he is a great punter, and you know, field goals my bread and butter. So uh, we're having a great time. I love Hugh. He's an awesome teammate and awesome friend already. And uh, you know, I have no problems whatsoever with the unit we have. And we've already said, like, let's be the best kicking combination in the league, and that's what we strive for.
And of course, single game tickets for the Eskimos upcoming season are on sale now. You can go to the Eskimos website or call 780-448-ESKS to see Sean White, Hugh O'Neill, Mike Riley, and the rest of the Green and Gold in person. And you, you, we've talked in the past about your passion for curling. And fans love it when Eskimos and Oilers get involved in the community in, in whatever way they uh, you know, want to pursue. And for you, that has involved curling to a large degree. What's going on there right now, Sean? Uh, well, for me, like well, the way it started was I was in the equipment room and Dwayne Mendruziak, our equipment manager, goes, oh, we're in the, the Monty Spiel uh, at the Thistle Curling Club. And he goes, it's a great time. It's supposed to be, you know, just everyone goes out and has a great time no one really cares about the curling part really uh and that's just a bonus so they he said it was a mixed deal so i got graham the other equipment guy on my team he brought his girlfriend uh and i decided to take the best girl i could possibly find and that's chelsea carey so <laughs> i got chelsea carey to be our skip <laughs> she came up here from calgary and uh, uh we had we did have a few too many before the first game started so we didn't play too well at the first few games but after that we went out and had a great time and we got to meet a lot of the people, and then through that, they invited me to another spiel where I played with uh, uh, Dan Holowaychuk, who played with Furby uh, for years. So I got to play with them in a spiel, and after that spiel, yeah, they just they offered me, well, not offered me, they just said I should go after the manager position at the Thistle. My resume's in, and I have an interview on Sunday, actually, and they know Eskimos always comes first, so they're going to work around it if I were to get the job. And... Uh, yeah, and it starts pretty much right as the football season ends, so I'll have a job in the off season, and I'm going to be curling there anyway, so it's good to have work, and I can play for free instead. Okay, well, that's incredible. All the best with the job interview. Uh, I, I want to ask you one more, Sean. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the, the single-game tickets being available to uh, Eskimos games. Uh, I know there are uh, a lot of people I talk to who share a story about uh, a lot of time the first game they attended. Uh, as a as a youngster is is often an Eskimos game in in this city, but I understand you have a pretty cool story about attending a, a pro event when you were a young guy. Yeah, well, I I grew up in an athletic family. My my parents always took me to Canucks games and Vancouver Canadian games and things like that. But my probably my favorite thing was we every Canada Day we went to Seattle uh, in the Kingdom uh, and watched. It was always the Blue Jays versus Mariners on Canada Day there. So all everyone from BC would go down there, and you can use Canadian currency. There's no exchange rate in the in the stadium. So uh, one year, my brother actually just signed me up for a competition to be the bat boy, and I won. So I got to be the bat boy for the Seattle Mariners for the game against the Blue Jays. And uh, I've got a few stories about this, but we'll save this for another time. But <laughs> Ken Griffey was my idol, and he and he snubbed me. Let's just say that. I'm going to leave it as that. But. Uh, uh, yeah, so I remember standing on the first baseline and they announced our names. There's two other kids. They're both American kids, but then they said from Vancouver, BC, and the whole stadium erupted. Like, I couldn't hear my name being called anymore. So I just started waving, but I just remember this is such a cool experience that I, I want to do this. I want to be a pro athlete. I played many sports growing up, so I'm, I don't care which sport, but I got to get to this stage. And uh, so that's why every, every day I go out and or every week I get to go out and play in Commonwealth with almost 40,000 people every night and that's my, that's my dream and it's my dream come true How old were you for that Mariners game? I was about 8 years old Wow, what an experience Well, thanks for sharing that Sean and, and, I, and in true you're, you're a pro doing these interviews and in true fashion you, you teased a story for the next time you're on so that's my first question next time <laughs> is the Griffey story Sound fair? <laughs> 
Sounds fair. Sean, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great stuff. Sean White, Eskimos place kicker. He'll do the field goals. He'll do the converts. Hugh O'Neill will do the punting and the kickoffs. What a story about being a bat boy for the Mariners. And that really lit the fire for him wanting to be a pro athlete, though snubbed by Ken Griffey Jr. And Sean promises the details the next time he's on the show. Looking forward to that. Lightning up 3-1 on the Bruins with a minute 29 to go. And the Lightning are also on a power play. We'll have the final score. We'll also have WHL Coach of the Year, Manny Vivrios, when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, so that does it in Boston. The Lightning beat the Bruins 4-1. They go up 2-1 in that best-of-seven series. Golden Knights and Sharks at the top of the hour. Western Hockey League Championship Series starts Friday. Everett in swift current. Broncos head coach, Edmonton native Manny Vivrios, named WHL Coach of the Year. Manny, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Well, congratulations on winning Coach of the Year in the Western Hockey League. I know coaches aren't motivated by winning the that award for themselves but now that you have won it and, and there's been some significant team success this year what does winning coach of the year mean well you know really certainly I'm, I'm very honored and humbled by this award uh, there's no question but I'm so grateful and blessed that I have a really good uh, coaching staff to work with and a training staff and and uh, also very uh, blessed that I have a real good board to work for with the Swift Current uh, Broncos organization. Uh, you know, they took a chance on me two years ago and uh, gave me an opportunity to come to Swift Current and it's been, uh, been a lot of fun and been very, very, very uh, awarding as, uh, as far as the organization over the last two seasons. Well, and obviously, I know there's a there's a huge focus for you here with the league final coming up in a couple of days. So I'm just curious, Manny, how this this works for you and your timing to have to go for the awards lunch, and with the bantam draft tomorrow. And oh, by the way, you're trying to get ready for the biggest uh, <laughs> biggest series series of the uh, of the year. Uh, I mean, how does this? I guess only two teams have to deal with this, but it, but there are some uh, significant time management challenges. I, I would guess here. No, certainly, uh, but that's something that uh, doesn't happen very often, and so something that we definitely had to be there myself and also Alexi Hepaniemi uh, on our team that won uh, most sportsmanlike player of the year. And uh, like I said earlier, I have such a really good staff and uh, great from our assistant general manager down to our scouting staff, and and those guys have been working hard all season long here, uh, scouting and potentially looking at a possible candidate for us to draft on tomorrow. So I let them do their work, and uh, you know I've got a lot of work to do as far as for Everett on Friday. Manny Viveros joining us on Inside Sports. Yeah, league final Everett and Swift Current starting here on Friday night. Look, uh, Everett obviously... I, I don't want to say it's all about Carter Hart, but you, and I'm going to ask you about your goaltender too. But Carter, once again, the goalie of the year, this time the player of the year in the in the Western Hockey League. Um, I, I don't, I'm not expecting you to open the playbook too much for me, but how can you uh, attack Carter? What are some things you can do to figure out a goaltender that not a lot of teams have been able to consistently figure out this year? 
No, he's been outstanding. His save percentage throughout the season here was right off the chart. I think historically he was probably the best ever in the Western Hockey League, the history of the Western Hockey League. And he uh, he's a good goaltender, there's no question about it. Uh, but also in front, he's got a great defense and also uh, up front and forward, uh, four lines that are, are very, very capable and these guys can score. Um, they're deep all the way through. Um, you know, to get this far at any time of this year, you're going to play a very formidable opponent, and they're they're good. They're a really good hockey team, and we know for us on our side, it, uh, just like to get here also, too, we've got to play our best hockey throughout this playoffs here, so we're welcome to the challenge. We're looking forward to it, and Reed, if we feel as if, you know, we bring our best game, um, we feel we have a pretty decent chance to win this thing. Well, you know, Manny, it's interesting you said that, and you and I have talked a couple times here throughout the playoffs, and you said you've yet to play your best hockey, and some people might hear that and say, what's he talking about? They've they've made the league final, but, I, I you know, there have been some scores that obviously haven't flattered you guys, and, uh, you know, I know I follow the, the Swift Current social media, and, uh, you know, you've had some post-game quotes where you seem pretty dis- disappointed. It, it, has it still been a little uneven for the team? And obviously the quality the competition uh, figures into it, but what, what, what is it about maybe some of the unevenness that, that you think is, has kind of hit your team at times? Well, I think just, uh, you know, when you ever, we play, we're played 20, uh, 20 games in deep right now in the playoffs here. So uh, from a coaching uh, perspective, we're always looking for perfection. You're not always going to get that. And again, um, you forget how good are the teams that you're playing uh, every single night against and how bad they want to win also too. So, you know, maybe we're just kind of maybe pulling a little bit out of proportion. Uh, you know, some of the games that we haven't played well, I felt as if that we were been more on our heels and we weren't as aggressive and skating like, like when we do, we're a pretty effective hockey team and uh, so that's one area but uh, as far as uh, you know kind of to say that we haven't been playing well is not true I've also felt throughout this play as we probably played some of the best hockey we have throughout the whole season which is a positive thing too and uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to win three series here so we're looking forward to it our kids are so excited about it too and this is an opportunity that doesn't happen very often throughout their career or let alone our organization so uh, you know where you know our kids will not be nervous our kids are going to be uh you know something we have to embrace and embrace the the, the, the challenges the stress and also the fear of it and and uh, you know give it our best uh, off, our best uh, shot and if we do that we feel we'd have good chances well, talking about embracing the challenge, that's a great segue to talk about Stuart Skinner. You guys went out and acquired him. That's been a big storyline for us here in Edmonton because he's an Edmontonian and an Oilers draft pick. And he had to sort of embrace the expectations on coming to Swift Current. I mean, he had three shutouts in a series a couple of weeks ago. So uh, give, give me a sense of, uh, we know he's playing well, but give me a sense of him rising to the occasion and handling some of the pressure that can be heaped on a goalie in the postseason. Well, Reed, actually, you know, every game we've won throughout this playoffs here, he's been our best player. And uh, it was no different on, on game six in Lethbridge here where we got outshot 20-2 uh, to two in the first period. And without Stewart uh, basically saving us in that first period, a game could have got out of hand. And, uh, you know, our kids have been resilient and we came back in the second or third period and, you know, played some of our best hockey of the playoffs after that. But without Stu in that first period there, we could have been playing game seven last night here. So, um, you know, your goaltender at this time of year has to be your best player and he certainly has been throughout the playoffs. Well, Manny, it, the playoffs have been just incredible to watch and a uh, great showdown coming up between you guys and Everett. All the best. Thanks for giving us the update and congratulations again on Coach of the Year. Thanks so much, Reed. Thanks for having me on again. That is Manny Vivrios checking in, Western Hockey League Coach of the Year with the Swift Current Broncos. That'll be a good series, Everett and Swift, starting on Friday. Oh, more Chilliwack, Kellen.
This is a classic. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Besides Manny Vivrios, you heard from Sean White, Dan O'Toole, Jack Michaels, and Hal Gill. Fun show. Tomorrow, live from Commonwealth Stadium for the CFL Draft and more. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.